You've Found Rebirth, a podcast to inspire your emergence. I'm Kate Breton, your guide here, as we listen to stories of intuitive courage and empowered living. Today's episode is a bit different, not just my voice. Uh, we go behind the scenes on, a, on the creative process of finishing and reflecting on writing a bit of a book. If you're a writer or a creative, I think this would be an episode you're interested in. It's a departure. Like I said, it's a two-part series, and then we'll go back to our normal mini-episodes. But it seems pertinent to Rebirth, and it also seems pertinent to the idea that Rebirth also stands behind in bringing conscious living aspects to the forefront. And in reflection on, on this book writing process, I was able to witness a part of myself, a complete blind spot like a technical, simple reminder that no matter how well, well, I'll talk about it more, but just how, how well we think we know ourselves, we, we have these universes in us. And if we're cross-pointing a consciousness with an emotion, then, it, then a blind spot can occur. And like many of our episodes, it's the small things we talk about here so we can prepare for the big things. Thank you so much for being here and listening to Rebirth. Stay connected and learn more at capebreton.com and join the golden thread, a space to inspire the everyday creative. Thank you for tuning in and we'll be back next week with a new interview. Hey, this is a little behind the scenes from me to you, specifically for creatives, which ends up actually being everyone. Um, I wanted to share a fascinating experience I'm having. So Rebirth um, is becoming a book and it is the first book that I have written. And I have helped other people with books. So I know that it's a process. During the process of writing it, as I, I mean, everyone creates in a different way. But at this point with writing, for me, I will think of something and then I kind of hold, like an idea comes and then I sort of hold it. And although I'm not externally and definitely from someone observing me doing anything with it, it starts to organize itself in my mind like I know touchstone points it's not practical organization it's just sort of germinates there and then I can sit down and when it's time to write it'll come out pretty complete as an initial thought and then I'll go back and rework it I don't expect that every time and the longer the work the more you have to revisit so that could sometimes be like oh I'm working on a on, on a a chunk of a chapter or an idea or sifting through if a metaphor would work. I was transcribing two podcast episodes that had a lot of back and forth dialogue and I felt that the dialogue was more important than my interpretation. And they needed a little bit of feedback on the structuring of it. So I, I literally thought I had written cohesively. And your next thought might be like, well, Kate, did you read the work? Here's the thing. 
I read the work and I, I can switch. Now, I've been working with writing and words and construction creatively, teaching others and also grammatically, copy editing. I mean, I've done a lot with writing over my life and I'm an avid reader. So it's something that I'm, I'm pretty well versed at. Now, I know that I can't have objectivity with my own work. I know that. Um, ultimately, like you have to have somebody else's eyes on your stuff. But I, I read his chapters and I sent them and... Um, I thought I was asking like a really small question of, of the the reviewers and they were like you know I can't even tell who's talking in some parts and I thought oh the nuance isn't enough you know I was so submerged in the content I was so submerged in what I was working through in my mind I was not objectively reading words when I had enough space and that came with time I had to literally put those chapters down and when I picked them back up I was like oh my gosh these are a mess they're a mess not even stylistically it wasn't at that part it was uh just the stacking of structure and I was surprised and the reason I was surprised was I, I was surprised at how unable I was to read what I had actually written. I was so enmeshed in what I was working through in my mind that I was convinced that what I wrote was more remnant of what I was uh, viewing internally that I needed so much space. And when I say space, I mean, I had read it and reread it and sent it and something about somebody else reading it. And they asked me these like really rudimentary questions. And I was like, why, why are you asking me these like really basic questions about what I wrote? And then I waited to open the chapters and I was like, oh my gosh, they were being polite. So there's a couple of reasons I'm sharing this. One, I like to share things that really greatly surprise me, especially about the construction of our minds. And I'm still digesting my own mind's ability to be so unable to see itself. And, and I get it. Like, I get why. I mean, I, intellectually, I understand that, which is why you need somebody else to see your work or why you need to bounce your creative in a container because sometimes you're so in it you can't see what you're doing. But I, I, I literally thought I had shifted out of creation mindset into logical and I didn't know that I hadn't I didn't know that I had been unable to flip that switch I, I guess I should have told you that as well so a lot of times when I write I can write creatively and then I can like click my brain to then reread through like in a copy editor kind of way you know and so mostly I can find structural flaws in my like blog or newsletter posts and and um Perhaps it was because the work was larger, perhaps because I was under a deadline, perhaps because the work was larger and I was under a deadline, I didn't have as much space and there was more pressure, self-imposed, um, that I literally could not see what I had written. I'm sharing that again because I'm fascinated by it, but I'm also sharing it because it's super humbling that, you know, you hear people say flippantly, like, oh, just do the damn thing, you know, and it's like, why getting it 
getting an idea out into form so you can actually see it and it can blink back at you. And, and by the way, this is the revisionist process of things, right? But if we don't do it, if we don't give it space, there, you know, I've heard this in so many different ways. Like if you don't, if you don't birth your gifts, they'll, they'll end up kind of consuming you. And wasn't fatalistic for me, but I was witnessing how much power the creative process had in a new way because it was my work, my work of a larger work. And um, how bamboozled I was, how easily my own mind was bamboozling me. It's very, it's, it's deeply fascinating. So, so anyway, you know, the kindest thing you can do to your work, if, if it's that kind of work, right, is eventually getting, getting it in front of compassionate eyes because part of the process of me being able to see was the reflective quality of somebody else making a comment. And then I was like, what are you talking about? And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, that's true. And, and that's for when you're at a place that compassionate criticism and masterful criticism or critique is beneficial. It's not really a phase for getting your sea legs back into the creative expression or developing the relationship with the, the, the discipline of your voice. So I think, I, actually, I feel like this might, we'll do two behind the scenes. We'll stop here. But I, I wanted to, rather than, that, see, this is why I like using the word like that I'm an inspirer. I think I, I prefer being or labeling myself as someone who gets you to ask questions than pretends to have the answers. Because the questions are so much more fascinating. So anyway, I love, I love that delve of the spiral of philosophical conversations. You know, in college, I used to argue the other side just because I really liked to debate things. And there's an art to that, right? There's an art to seeing the opposite perspective. And it's humbling when you work at developing a trait in yourself and then you realize there's like so much more to go. And of course now I'm no longer talking about the book, right? The book is just serving as the invitation for me to consider if my mind could bamboozle me so much in something that really it's anticipated that this would happen. It's anticipated that it would need to be reworked. It's anticipated that I would need help knowing what my filter where else am I carrying filters that are distorted that I have absolutely no clue about? And I'm constructing meaning from them. Let me know what you think. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to Rebirth. Stay connected and learn more at katebrenton.com and join the Golden Thread, a space to inspire the everyday creative.